Those of you who are parents, I suspect, can remember a moment when your children were toddlers. And they were engaged in some task, and it was very clear to you that if they had done this task or engaged in it in a different way, it would become much easier. And you might have even remembered the time where you tried to suggest that it would be easier to do it in this particular way and not that. But that didn't always go so well. A toddler wants to do what they've decided to do. To them, the way suggested does not seem really as good as what they have chosen. How often can it be like that with God? We know what God wants us to do, who God wants us to be, but sometimes, like a toddler, we say, I'm going to do it my way. Now, what do I mean by all of this? Sometimes there can be the belief that if you are a Christian, it's really a wonderful thing to be, and it is, of course, but that once I decide to be a Christian, everything in my life will go my way. There won't be any difficulty or hardship or anything that gets in the way. I won't be challenged in any particular way that I haven't already decided is a good challenge myself. It's kind of a good, comfortable life. I feel better. I feel like I've got some kind of purpose. Is that the way we think of our faith? I suspect that at least part of what's going on in today's gospel is the fact that there are these great crowds following Jesus, but not all understand what it means. Not all understand what price there is. We see this even among the apostles when James and John ask Jesus to put them at the right and left hand of God the Father Almighty. He says, you do not know what you are asking. The disciples, I'm sure, did not really have a clear idea of how difficult it was going to be for them to follow Jesus. The times when they would be fundamentally challenged, and at first, they did not have the strength to do so. They ran away when Jesus was arrested. And Jesus is pointing out to them, the same thing is true with being a disciple. It's not always easy. It's not all fun and games. There are times where the Lord God challenges us to do something that cuts against the grain. Today's gospel, for instance, ends in that kind of way. Renouncing possessions. Renouncing possessions. How often do we look for the next new thing? How often is it that we get excited about this or that new bit of whatever? This purchase, this product, this is going to make my life easier. This is going to be wonderful. I remember those days when Sears was a big thing and they had for Christmas uh, a catalog, a separate catalog from the big thick one they had. It was called a Christ Christmas wish book. And it was loaded with all kinds of toys. Its target audience was obviously not the parents, it was the child. And I remember going through this catalog as a kid and saying, well, I'd like this, I'd like that, I'd like this. I had so many things in there, I don't know that the house could possibly have contained all of the toys that I had marked off as essential for my uh, development. 
I didn't have a sense that life is really about priority. And that's what Jesus is trying to help people to understand. If we have the priority of following him, then we need to sit down and recognize that there are going to be times where we are challenged to do something that is, in fact, quite difficult. When was the last time you were challenged by God to do something that didn't come naturally? That you actually had to make a deliberate choice to do something because you knew this is what God wanted you to do even though you wanted to do something else. The first reading reminds us also of how difficult this can be. We read in the Book of Wisdom that God's counsel is not easily attained. Understanding God is not something that comes without some readiness and disposition to hear God's voice. Because there are things, quite frankly, that we have to do, and they're not things that come easy to the Western mind. Because most of what we have to do is to sit and wait, to pray, to place ourselves in that presence of silence where we can be ready when God speaks to us because it's the only way we can know the mind of God. We can't know it by any effort. It doesn't matter how much theology I study. It doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter how many books I've read. It doesn't matter. I'm simply not smart enough when it comes to knowing God. The only way I can get to know God even a little bit is when I open myself to what it is that God tells me about himself. That's, in fact, what we need to do. Whether it's being with the Bible in silence, whether it's finding a place to do some adoration, whether it's trying to uh, put yourself in a quiet space in your house, whether it is a devotional prayer like the rosary or or the liturgy of the hours, which is becoming more popular for everyone to pray, Place yourself in the presence of God, because in so doing, you will be able to take up the cross of following Jesus, and the result will be the same as it was for him, eternal life.